0: Good morning everyone and welcome to you all. This is part four of our ongoing prophecy studies and so that we can pick up from where we left off the last time, it is necessary for me to recap a little from last week. Last week we saw that the king of the ancient empire of Babylon had a dream. It was to him like an omen, a sign of something serious to happen something not to be taken lightly, and yet, upon waking, he could not remember the dream. He knew that it concerned a matter of very great importance, but had no clue as to what his dream was about. And considering that, in that superstitious ancient culture, it was believed that to have a dream and then forget it completely was a sign of bad luck. And so he was quite concerned. Thus he summoned all his royal advisors, magicians, astrologers, fortune tellers, and all the wise men of Babylon to tell him what his dream was and the meaning of it. But none could. And so he he rashly made a decree that they all should be killed. Now this death decree would also include the young prophet Daniel and his three friends who were all faithful, and loyal servants of Jehovah. And so these four young men went into prayer to God, asking him to reveal to them the king's dream and also the interpretation of it, so that they would not be executed according to the king's order which had gone forth. The scripture states, Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah, his three friends, that they would petition the God of heaven for mercies concerning this secret, so that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. That is Daniel chapter 2 verses 17 and 18. Verse 19 then says, Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. So in giving King Nebuchadnezzar a solemn dream and causing him to forget it completely, the God of heaven was deliberately paving a way for Daniel and his three friends, his faithful servants, who were taken to Babylon as captives. God was paving a way for them to be exalted to positions of prominence within the government of Babylon and for a very important reason. God was on the move setting the stage for his loyal servants to be promoted to high positions of influence within the heathen kingdom of Babylon. Not for their sakes merely, but because God knew that he could trust them to remain faithful to him in using their high position and influence to make him known to the Babylonians in that heathen empire. And that's how God operates, dear friends. He is constantly at work, opening up ways so that those in darkness, even those in the deepest darkness of heathenism and pagan societies, can have an opportunity to know about him and believe in him and accept the eternal salvation which he has provided for all mankind. So now, having revealed the king's dream and its meaning to Daniel in a dream, We are next told of the young man's response. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom unto the wise, knowledge to them that know understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. I thank you and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might, and has made known unto me now what we desired of thee. For you have made known unto us the king's matter. So this was Daniel's expression of heartfelt praise and adoration and thankfulness to God, and it gushed forth from this young prophet's heart. God had revealed to him what the king's dream was and what was the meaning of it all, and so Daniel then made known to the captain of the guards that the king's dream had been revealed to him, and thus he was quickly summoned to the royal court before King Nebuchadnezzar. The scripture says in Daniel 2.25, Then Arioch, the captain of the guards, brought in Daniel before the king in haste and said thus unto him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah that will make known unto the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, that's his Babylonian name that was given to him. Are you able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen, and the interpretation thereof? So the question upon which his life hangs is asked. And now let's notice how Daniel responds. Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men and the astrologers and the magicians and the the soothsayers and the fortune tellers and all these, they cannot answer you, O King. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets and makes known to you, King Nebuchadnezzar, what shall be in the latter days. Your dream and the vision of your head upon your bed are these. So he is going to tell him what the dream is now, but notice that this young prophet, he doesn't seek to take any credit for this revelation of the dream. But after giving all the glory and the credit to God, he now proceeds to reveal to the king his dream. Verse 31 of Daniel chapter 2, reading onwards. You saw, O king, and behold a great image. This image was mighty and of exceeding brightness, and it stood before you, and its appearance was frightening. The head of this image was of pure gold its chest and arms of silver, its middle and thighs of bronze, and its legs of iron, and its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. Now you may have noticed that I also posted a picture in the chat. This is just an artist's conception of what this image may have looked like based on the description given in the Bible and on the culture of those days. But you will also notice that this image, as shown in the dream, is comprised of different metals in different parts of it, from the head to the toes. And that these metals are in descending order of importance. First, the head is made of gold. Then the chest is made of silver. The belly and thighs of bronze, or brass, if you may. Then the legs are made of iron. And finally, the feet and toes are made of a mixture of iron and clay. Now, this is all symbolic. Each section, each metal is a symbol of a different period of history that will be fulfilled, beginning with the head and leading all the way down to the toes made out of iron mixed with clay. And all of that is meaningful, and we will get into the meaning in a later study. And as you can just imagine, the king is nodding in acknowledgement and astonishment as he heard from Daniel's lips the content of his dream. As the young man spoke, just think about how it began to dawn on his mind that, yes, that is exactly what I saw in my dream. Another thing to note, dear listener, is the fact that before Daniel started to tell the king his dream, he said, Verse 28, there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets and makes known to you, King Nebuchadnezzar, what shall be in the latter days. Don't miss this, dear friends. This dream pertains not only to the days of ancient Babylon, but also to the latter days. God has revealed a glimpse into the future, a timeline of certain major events which were to take place from the days of the ancient empire of Babylon all the way down to the end of time. And as time moved on and what was in the future comes to pass, it becomes history. And the fulfillment of these events down through history will become evidence or proof to confirm that God's word is true and that what has not yet happened must certainly come to pass also. And more than that, it also gives us a very clear idea of where we are in time in relation to the end of this world and the coming of Jesus Christ. We will see all this in more detail in later studies. Now, after describing this image, the prophet continues on with the dream. Verse 34 of Daniel chapter 2 and reading on. As you looked on, O king, a stone was cut out by no human hand, and it struck the image on its feet of iron and clay, and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold, all together, were broken in pieces and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away, so that not even a trace of them could be found. But the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. So what we're seeing, dear friends, is something smashing something else to pieces and then taking over completely as the other one is totally demolished. So that's it, dear friends. The content of a dream given by God to a heathen king, the ruler of the ancient kingdom of Babylon. Now understand that it was not given for him alone, but for us also. Because in this brief synopsis of the dream, we see a timeline of history. From the time of ancient Babylon over 2,500 years ago, all the way down to the latter days, the coming of Jesus, and the destruction of the world's end-time system of spiritual Babylon as spoken of in the book of Revelation. But it goes on beyond that to the establishment of God's everlasting kingdom as symbolized in the stone that smashes the image and becomes a great mountain that takes over the whole earth. All of this will become even more clear as we continue to study in this second chapter of the book of Daniel. So this huge stone comes and smashes into the image and notice that it doesn't just hit anywhere on the image. There is a very important reason why the Bible states that it strikes the image in the feet of iron and clay. And upon impact, it demolishes the whole thing, reducing it to dust, which is then blown away by the wind. All of this, dear friends, Is extremely important, and I implore you to take a careful note of what God is saying to us today through this vision given by Him over 2,500 years ago. In this study, we have mentioned the word kingdom or empire, as in the kingdom of Babylon. We have also spoken of this dream as a historical timeline. This means that it is a timeline of what will happen in the world from the time it was given all the way down. Major kingdoms will come into power and dominate in the world only to be later overthrown as new empires rise up and take over control in the world. The kingdoms are named in the order in which they will arise and thus this becomes a way of telling us how near we are to the end and the return of Jesus Christ. Let us get into the first part of the interpretation of the dream as the prophet continues. Daniel chapter 2 and verse 36 onwards. This is the dream and we will tell its meaning before the king. You, O king, are a king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom and power and strength and glory. And wherever the sons of men, the beasts of the fields, and the birds of the heavens live, he has given them into your hand and has made you ruler over them all. You are this head of gold. So notice, dear listener, that the head of gold on the image was represented by the kingdom of Babylon. Not Nebuchadnezzar as an individual, but the kingdom itself. Because before and after Nebuchadnezzar, there were other kings ruling over the kingdom. Babylon was the first world-ruling empire in history, having consolidated much of the then-known world under its rule. Notice the scripture says, Wherever the sons of men, the beasts of the fields, and the birds of the heavens live, he has given them into your hand and has made you ruler over them all. Many other kings of other nations had to bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar and even pay taxes in those days called tribute to the king of Babylon. It was a mighty and impressive kingdom, ruling over the nations of that time. In their day, they had attained to high levels of understanding of astronomy and many other disciplines, even being able to predict the eclipses of the sun and calculate time accurately from the movement of the sun and stars in the skies. Babylon was a mighty empire, It was a wonder of human achievement, but God said it will soon come to its end. After making it known to the king that Babylon represents the head of gold on the image, the very next verse says, and notice these three words, and after you. Very telling word. It means you won't last forever, Nebuchadnezzar. Your kingdom will come to an end. Daniel 2.39 says, And after you shall arise another kingdom, lower than you, and another third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth. So the kingdom of gold, the golden head, will pass away. Then the one of silver will come into being. And then it too will pass away. And the one of bronze will come in its time, succeeding as the third kingdom. And it goes on even to a fourth kingdom and after that. But we will stop here for today and continue in our next study. In conclusion of today's study, I will just emphasize a few important points. Number one, this dream pertains not only to the days of ancient Babylon, but also to the latter days, to us living in these times also, as the scripture says. Number two, God has given us a look, a glimpse into the future, a timeline Of certain major events which were to take place from ancient times down to the end of time. Number three. As these future events come to pass, they become history. And thus history becomes evidence. Which proves that God's word is true. And that the rest of the prophecy will certainly also come to pass. Number four. It also gives us a very clear idea of where we are in time in relation to the end of this world and the coming of Jesus Christ. And finally, number five. No earthly ruler, no earthly power, no earthly kingdom or nation as mighty as it might seem will last forever. They will all come crashing down to their end. As the Apostle Peter writes in 1 Peter 1, verses 24 to 25, For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is as the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. End of quote. So as we continue to study this chapter, dear friends, we will see that the Bible goes on to explain all of this to us, as to leave us absolutely no doubt as to what it all means and how it applies to us in these latter days. So next session, we will go further into the interpretation of this dream. Until then, may God bless you all for your interest in His Word, giving you a clear understanding, even while He continues to protect your families and to provide for your temporal needs. Keep trusting in Him, dear friends. In Jesus' name, have a wonderful day. God bless you all.